Hey everybody, Chris here with the Beers from Last Night podcast. I wanted to take a second to talk to you about casual drinking. Do you consistently have 15 to 20 extra dollars in your pocket at all times? Or maybe you have a stressful job that keeps you up at night. If both or either of these things are true, I want to encourage you to try craft beer drinking. For just one to three double IPAs a night, you can vastly improve your sleep patterns, your relationships at work, and your social interactions. There's no minimum drinkership, while side effects may include being called an alcoholic. If you've ever considered craft beer drinking, I wanted to encourage you to listen to the Beer from Last Night podcast every Wednesday, and I'll steer you in the right direction. Please drink responsibly. Now back to the podcast. Hey everybody, Chris here with the Beers from Last Night podcast. Welcome back, and uh, tonight I have a very special guest for you. Good friend of mine, and uh, great influence on my um, interest in craft beer. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Tim Mullen. Hello everybody, great to be on. So, uh, like I said, um, Tim was a, has been a huge influence on me and my, uh, my interest in craft beer. Um, I've mentioned in the past, I think, that my brother Chad was one who really got me interested in branching out with craft beer or branching out with beer in general. Um, but Tim is the one who like kind of pushed me off the cliff and, and got me interested in some of the stuff that, uh, you know, you don't find at a gas station. Uh, I spent a lot of years drinking Sam Adams and, and really enjoying that. And I, I would still drink a Sam Adams now. Um, but Tim, uh, Tim, I think was the first one to take me to our local, um, uh, craft pub Nocturnum. And uh, got me involved in some real hyper-local stuff and some imports as well. Um, so what, what, Tim, got you interested in craft beer? Or like, at what point did you actually jump off and um, start getting more involved and in, in a little bit more in-depth with your interest in craft beer? Uh, like you, I started a lot with the, the Sam Adams, um, you know. The, the you know you roll with the seasons you have your Oktoberfest your you know you get the the really neat twelve pack that's got the the mixture of things in there um, and then I think it was I don't know I can't remember what exactly it was I I remember Brandon talking about the the Mita the Main Island Trail Ale or Mita oh uh, yeah it's a kind of tomato tomato I guess yeah. But, um, I think I saw the can and I liked that part of the proceeds went to uh, the, like the national parks or something like that. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could be making that up. I'm no to be <laughs> full of shit. So, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think it has something to do with that. Uh, and and I mean, I really liked the flavor of the beer. I mean, it was it was it was different. Um, you know, and it was just it was crushable. It's like one of the first like crushable beers that yeah. I could like go out. And unfortunately, it came in a four pack. But luckily, there are pounders. I know I sound like an alcoholic, but you know, high functioning or whatnot. Um, but, that's all uh, of us here, yeah, right? <laughs> that's why we're here. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it was that, that one of those beers, and then it just kind of got me into the the you know Alice in Wonderland down the rabbit hole kind of thing of that is uh, craft beer. Yeah, you can really you can really get into some shit if you if you're adventurous enough. Um, I think I can't remember exactly what the first beer is that you really turned me on to, um, but I one one that really sticks with me is um, at one point. 
we were we were at work and you sent me a home with a can of um wake up dead from uh, left hand yes and i came home and i think i think i closed that night so i got out of work late and i came home and as i always do um i take a shower after i get out of work and i thought hey i'll drink this beer in the shower because that's what i like to do right and that fucking thing was that's like 10 percent. yeah it's over 10 percent. at least yeah so i'm in just having a hot fucking steamy shower drinking a 10 percent beer getting myself dehydrated yeah and uh yeah i think i almost did fucking wake up dead the next day uh yeah i mean that was that was a great beer but I re- always remember that as a turning point in, like, my interest in, um, you know, like I said, things that you can't find at a gas station. Things that are a little bit more adventurous. Because I think that's a... Is that an Imperial Stout? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think that might have even been the first Imperial Stout I'd ever had. Yeah, I think... And, and the cool thing about that beer, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was nitro in the bottle. So you had to do, oh, like, that's a hard right. pour. So that's it's, like, right. so contrary to how you normally pour a beer. Yep. Just kind of, like, slam the son of a bitch into a fucking glass and that's just right. wait for it to do its fucking nitro magic. And yes. And you slam it down your gullet and you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually... I picked up, I think, uh, Left Hand Milk Stout um, for... I think Christmas Eve a couple years ago and I bought it for my buddy uh, Mike who really likes stouts or at the time really likes stouts I, I think his taste is changing a little bit now but um, at the time really liked stouts and I said hey dude it's a fucking hard pour just turn the motherfucker upside down <laughs> and pour it into the glass and it fucking exploded everywhere and I got laughed at um, I don't know I just thought that's what, what it was I, yeah. I swore that's what it was yeah absolutely um Segway, I guess. Yeah, perfect uh, segue. Our our uh, beer for the night tonight, our beer from tonight for uh, for last night is uh, Rising Tide Nikita. Um, Tim actually uh, was nice enough to provide this beer, so I'll let him uh, take the reins and do a little bit of explanation about what we're about to drink. Yeah. Um, so a few uh, few episodes ago, I probably heard about uh, talking about cellaring beers, uh, cellar aging your own beers, kind of thing. Um, and this is essentially what I did. I, um, got this, I think, I believe it was a gift. Um, and it's a limited release. It was uh, actually made in 2007, uh, September of 2017. Nice. Um, which is a Russian Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. So, um, it'd be quite interesting to see how this thing either mellowed out or did not mellow out over the years. Uh, 10.4% alcohol by volume. Um, it's named Nikita in terms, uh, in reference to, I should say, uh, Nikita Khrushchev, uh, who was the premier of the Soviet Union during the uh, creation of the Sputnik 2 mission, which is kind of neat, kind of a space buff. So I uh, kind of checks off all the boxes. Yeah, that's a pretty cool beer. Um, I, it's, I have to wonder what makes them want to uh, name the beer after Nikita Khrushchev. I, know. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, cool character in history, of course. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool bottle. Um, it's a 12 ounce bottle, much taller than your traditional 12 ounce bottle. Um, you got kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe the, this, the paper label. Yeah, what would you, it's almost like a very heavy, um, it's like almost like, like cardstock. Card yeah. yeah. Almost like a, like a card label made out of cardstock, but, um, kind of like off white, um, rising tides logo on the top. If you're not familiar, it's a person in a canoe, um, Flanked by uh, the words "rising" and "tide" on on either side, and then um, below that you've got uh, 
You've got the name of the beer, Nikita, with a... I wish I'm sure there's a name for this N, but the N is backwards and <laughs> it's very Russian. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of emerging from the top of that, uh, the name of the beer is is um, Sputnik Two and the rocket, and it's got uh, kind of a red, you know, aura around it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, really interested in this beer, ten point four percent, and. Uh, I don't know if there was anything left over um, after fermentation, but if there was, it's definitely fermented now, and that's, it's probably higher than that. That's true. But, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. You want to pop it open? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The bottle actually uh, is it's actually almost, I think it's the same size as your main beer company bottles. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, 12 yeah. Point, uh, 12.7 ounce bottle. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the first time we've opened a glass bottle on the podcast. Can you get old school? You didn't get that uh, that crack noise that you always get. Oh my god, it looks like molasses. It does. <laughs> you have to hard pour this just to even get it out of the bottle. Exactly. It's like a Heinz ketchup bottle. I have to smack on the bottom to, to get the rest of it out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we that is dark. Yeah, and heavy. could smell it like I'm yeah i feel like like with hop aroma it's almost like it's like that barrel aged stout aroma kind of thing to it it's there yeah i'm really not even trying to sniff into the into the glass and it's already see the start of a really good night or a really bad night (laughs) yeah just stay tuned yeah (laughs) definitely getting um some of the some of the bourbon notes in there um almost like almost like caramelly um, but like way stingier <laughs> on your nostrils. <laughs> yeah. You get that like that dark fruit too. Yeah, you know, actually like that's true. Plum or raisinous kind of. That's true. I poured my I poured mine pretty hard, so it's the it's got a pretty pronounced head too. It's yeah, it's like a yuhu colored head. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's it's the lacing on it is really nice, and it's it's whole it's holding its own. It's definitely something I'm going to have all over my fucking mustache in 13 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> somehow, yeah, somehow Tim ended up with like three quarters of an inch ahead and, yep. and mine with basically nothing. I was a pansy. I poured mine like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's give it a go. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. For me, that's really dangerous. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's smoother than I would anticipate for an Imperial Stout. Yeah, there is nothing attacking me. Um at the outset, you know, as I, as I kind of let it wash all the way from the front to the back of my tongue, there's nothing in the front that's like inhibiting me from wanting to just, you know, keep pouring it down. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, for a 10%, you know, 10 plus percent beer, uh, it, it's not, it doesn't taste like alcohol. No. You know what I mean? There's no like lingering alcohol taste. There's no like severe bite of any kind. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing I'm I'm picking up, and you know, obviously we'll continue to digest this, but the one thing I keep picking up is is kind of um, you know just mostly like a coffee flavor across the back of my tongue. Um, it's fucking fantastic, man. I'm getting some of the, some chocolate in there too, the kind of tail. Oh yeah, there and all. But yeah, it's actually. I mean, the, the ones I've had in the past have been good, but the, that's it's a three year old beer that's held up really really well so you've had this you've had nikita before just different years correct yeah, yeah. yes yeah they do a few different iterations of it but uh yeah this one's the the, the imperial oh okay yep. so it's kind of like a um bourbon county uh kind of situation where they have multiple 
iterations of the same? From what I understand, yes. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, absolutely. We haven't talked a lot about Rising Tide on this podcast. Um, Rising Tide is uh, is pretty solid. A lot of different styles too. They, yeah. You know, you know, speaking to the the breweries that aren't afraid to branch out. You know, they right. they have some different styles out there that you know really something for everybody. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about uh, you know the main island trail. Yeah. You know, yep. Um, did we even mention that that's from Rising Tide? Oh, as well? yeah. Surprise! Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, this is, it's a beer that we've talked about a yep. couple of times. Yep. Brandon and I talked about it. Now Tim and I have talked about it, and uh, yeah, same brewery. And and like Tim said earlier, it's it's got to be one of the best like go to sessionable beers. Mm-hmm. Excuse me in the uh, in the summer here in Maine. Um, I mean there there are a ton of them now, um, but that's that's definitely been a go to for a lot of years. And actually, a couple of years ago. Um, at my wedding, uh, we, we had, uh, Maine Island Trail Ale yep. on, uh, on for the wedding, uh, as some of the, the craft choices that and Afterglow. And, um, that was, I think that was what I was drinking all night is, uh, is, uh, the Rising Tide. It's funny, you get that kind of, you know, as the liquid's rolling down the, the glass, almost like a, you know, like a higher alcohol content, like, like a, like a scotch or a whiskey or something like yep. that, where it kind of remains on the glass and slowly pours yeah. itself down. <laughs> oh, it's definitely sticky. There's no question about Very that. viscous. Which oh, my God. I probably don't want to hear in a beer, but... <laughs> <laughs> it reminds uh, me of, like, uh, uh, I think it was Oladub, maybe, makes... Um, no, I'm sorry, no, not Oladub. It was uh, Old Engine Oil is the name mm-hmm. of the, of the, the is, is stout as well, too. And it's not a, you know... Russian Imperial is it, but it's very, very viscous. It's very thick yeah. of a beer. Yeah. Now it's uh it's definitely something I mean I, I think if you're gonna drink a stout, you're gonna be prepared for something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you're not gonna find a stout that's super light bodied, it's just not a thing. Um but yeah, this is this is definitely a little bit sticky. I'm glad we brought these waters because I, I yes. water. <laughs> <laughs> cleanse the palate. <laughs> my, my teeth are going to be stuck together in a second. <laughs> and I'm a big stout guy. I've, I've you know those weird people you'll see drinking a stout in the middle of the summertime. It's, um, but yeah, I mean the the imperial stouts like this I like to save for you know cold ass days like mm. fucking today. Yeah, the past couple of days have been just absurd so yeah fucking negative two i think when i got up to go to work this morning yep sounds about right not good not good.com <laughs> so i'm gonna put you on the spot here if you had to pick your favorite beer oh fuck i know of all time <laughs> uh, <laughs> unquestionably don't even think about it. no I'm just kidding. uh no no if you had to, if you had to think of you know your favorite beer you know, even if it's just your favorite beer of one style or something like that, because mm-hmm. you're, you're, uh, if you, you know, if you were on top of your untapped catalog, you would, you'd probably blow Brandon out of the water. Oh, if I was on top of it, like actually check my beers in. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably be with him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's 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 got some he's got some some clout. <laughs> he's a fucking heavy hitter yeah, for sure. He's a heavy hitter. Um. Do you have any idea at all? Like, can you even begin to kind of narrow it down at all? Like, and, and I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, Brandon's ideas for like emotional, um, attachment too are in play. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's not, you don't have to say definitively, this is the best beer of all time. I mean, 
might have, oh, like, it will always hold, like, a, I think it's probably why, for, when you mentioned about, like, what kind of brought me into, mm-hmm. you know, the whole craft world, you know, I, I think Mida would have to be up there for me, too. And I mean, wow. honestly, like, I know Guinness is a, you know, more commercialized type beer, but you don't see a lot of people drinking it as much. No. So, I mean, when the Wigan Curry is to be downtown, yep. I would we'd go there for a, uh, Steak and cheese Ooh. and, a, you know, a Guinness or two. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where, like, my initial, like, love for stouts came from was, was Guinness. It was just something that was, you know, more easily approachable for me than yeah. a lot of beers. Um, you know, and then that kind of morphed into the, the left-hand milk stout. Yep. So I, I think I think it's going to be stylistically what I would have to have, like, favorite beers per style, that's I feel fair. like. I don't know. I just, I don't want to, I like them all. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't make anyone's hurt feelings hurt off of them. <laughs> Tim Mullen, equal opportunity employer. Yeah, and drinker. <laughs> and drinker. No, that's a great point. And actually, you you know, you kind of opened me up to the idea that you know, so um, in your loggers and that sort of style, which I don't know, Boston lager is kind of a weird animal when we're talking about like Sam Adams, yeah. but you know, when you're talking about. Um, you know your your lighter drinkers like a like a you know Sam Adams Boston Lager would be like the the gatekeeper for my you know entry into the craft beer world and then Guinness is is that same thing yes. for um, you know stouts and porters and that sort of uh, that sort of you know darker um, beer and you know I know you visited Ireland before and I, I think um, you know part of my transition to this world too was was visiting Ireland and. And just wanting to drink fresh Guinness the whole time. Um, yes. So I, I can definitely get on board with that. And it makes a huge difference, as you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, people always, you know, oh my gosh, how was it? You know, and it, it it's different. Like the Guinness is different there than it is here, you know. And, it you know, it, it, it tastes different. It's, in my opinion, better, you know. I mean, it's yep. not that it, the Guinness are bad. It's just it, it it's, it's got to, I mean, and it could be the, the, the ambiance. It could be the yeah. fact that you're it's romantic right there, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember coming home and having a Guinness and it didn't taste the same. Well, there's also the element that, I, I mean, it's, it's at minimum weeks fresher, right? Mm. I mean, by the time it actually gets imported and makes its way here and to the bar and to your glass, right? you know what I mean? Like I've said this multiple times, the best beer you can get is the freshest beer you can get. It doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, if, if you... If you're drinking a beer that was bottled or, you know, uh, kegged or, you know, canned that, that same day, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. It really doesn't matter. So uh, the freshness could be a factor, too. Absolutely. But, yeah, there's definitely some some element of romance, uh, of, you know, drinking a Guinness in Ireland. And this is a story I know I haven't told on, on the podcast before. But uh, when I first went, I think it was, it was probably one of my first Guinnesses that I'd had in Ireland. We were just at some hotel bar or whatever, and I just remember just being so enamored by the fact that they drew that uh, four-leaf clover in the head of the beer. Yes. And the whole, like, letting it set and whatever, and yeah, what what do they do? They pour, like, two-thirds or three-quarters of it and let it set uh, for a few minutes, and then they pour the rest, and then they they blow the four-leaf clover in the head. Yes. So I asked the bartender, like, what's the deal with this? Like, what what are you doing? Like, because I... I was just, I had no idea. I was totally new to beer, like not really educated at all. And I go, <clears throat> I go, how do you, how do you do that? 
and he explained to me that you know you can push the you push the tap backwards and it releases the it releases the CO two or the nitro from it, yep. and um, that's you know just creates the impression in there. And he he told me uh, he told me he could blow. He, oh, that's a poor word. Uh, <laughs> Please continue wording. with your story. He told me he could uh, he could draw a dick in it if he if I wanted, and I said I really wish he wouldn't draw a dick in my beer. But uh, yeah, good sense of humor. Um, I guess, you know, you just remove a couple of leaves and there you go. Yeah, just a classic dick. Just a know, classic dick. Dick in my beer, you yeah. know. As it, I don't know. What do you think? How's it, how's, it, uh, how's it going as it's warming up? It's so, it's, it's a very strong beer. It is. It's very, very strong. So yeah. I don't know if I'm even able to pick up on any, like, I think maybe the dark fruit is coming more to the forefront now. Yeah. Um, that it's warming up. Um, a little bit of sweetness. A little bit of sweetness, yes. Yep. I can see that. Yep. On the tip of your tongue, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Um, I'm starting to get, like, warm belly now. Like, it's starting to... I can actually feel it in my chest a little bit. Oh, as yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually noticed you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is definitely a, a high ABV beer. Without knowing it, you could tell. When I collect these things, you know, I have like this box of beer in my basement that's, you know, shielded from light, you know, lower temperature, like the perfect, you know, conditions to cellar your beers. And, um, but they're all like usually higher alcohol content. Yep. And it's stuff like this that I have that like, it's perfect for a moment like this where I just, I want to share it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to like drink that at home and get completely shit faced and then go put my kid to bed. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like... Um, you know, I just, it's, it's, it's something that's, you know, better shared like this. What do you think is your favorite style of beer? Um, I, I, I think it's going to have to be like, it seems so cliche, but like the pale ale IPA kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much difference, you know, and, yeah. and variety, um, within the style that we were talking earlier about. Um, how like pilsners now they're starting to like dry hop pilsners and you know um it may be a it's different you know it's not what you're exactly expecting right but it doesn't mean it's bad right you know it's just it's different kind of takes you out of that comfort zone um but i I think i find myself like getting more into sours you know and and kind of i don't know i think it's just a logical progression it's you know it's it's a lot more so it's a, it's a lot different of a style, and it's harder to get a hold of, yeah. you know, to, it's like sucking on a, no, that's awkward. We're not doing phrasing. <laughs> it's like, it's all like, the innuendos today. Right? It's like drinking a warhead, you know, so mm-hmm. I've had a couple of them just like, jeez, fuck, things sour, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I talked a little bit about that on one of the early episodes where, um, where I had a sour, and I I think for me like it comes back to the fact that as a kid like I always I I was never a chocolate guy I was never like a kid who was just a fiend for chocolate candy I always enjoyed those sour candies like a you know warhead like you said or sour patch kids or what have you so um, to pick up on a sour beer is is you know it's very seamless for me mm-hmm. absolutely it's almost like uh, you know when you're a kid you eat a whole bag of uh, yeah. of um... What? Sour Skittles? Sa- sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. I don't know fucking blank. Uh, you eat a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids and your tongue's bleeding. And you're like, yeah. this is the best! You My know? fucking mouth is on fire! <laughs> Mom, why did you let me do this? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, sours are, are definitely something I'm 
you know, I'm more into exploring now than than I ever was before. And I don't know why it ever took me so long to get into it. It was probably just that I was so interested in, um, you know, your hoppy pale ales and your IPAs and things like that, that I never really gave those a chance. But um, now, uh, you know, give me a give me a Belgian, give me a dry hopped, um, you know, farmhouse ale, give me a, give me a sour. I'll, I'll fucking drink whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess, I don't know. That just probably makes me an alcoholic. I don't know. Hey, I'm right there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Misery loves company. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm probably with you as far as like far reaching style wise that, um, pale ale IPA would be my favorite. That, that sort of family. Um, because, I very much agree with you. I think those, I think those lighter malts really allow um, for a lot more manipulation from hop varieties, mm-hmm. and hop varieties are just ever growing. And the fucking flavor profiles that are available from hops are just ridiculous. Like you can strawberry, mango, pineapple, like whatever you want in in a flavor. Somehow there's a fucking hop out there that's gonna simulate that flavor. Yep. Um, so, I mean, your your pale ale can can range greatly, you know, from one end of the flavor spectrum to the other. And, and to your point about the the hops, I mean, they have your your, your no, normal, you know, uh, Citra and you know Nelson Sauvin and whatnot. And then you have like the experimental ones, where they just name them by fucking numbers. Numbers, you know? right? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like you know that that's that's what the point where they're at right now. They're just they're creating these hops at such a quick pace that they you know they're just they're experimental they just they, they try them and you like them cool perfectly you eventually might name it yeah know? we'll give it a real name yeah exactly <laughs> so back to back to i think what you know where everything kind of started and you know where you kind of introduced me into this greater world of craft beer um i think one of the other things that really intrigued me a lot uh was the fact that so much of this could be uh localized and that this could be, you know, this could be a contribution to a local business for me to drink this beer. And um, to your last point about, um, you know, growing growing hops and, and, you know, growing ingredients for beer, we've reached a point in Maine now where um, a lot of brewers are, are, you know, they're composing their beers mostly with main ingredients Mm. and for me like that's only selling me more like i'm i'm only more interested now uh to know that um you know breweries like allagash and bissell brothers and main beer company and so on and so forth are um they're making their beers with a, a shitload of main ingredients and you know they're they're contributing a ton of um their resources to you know just another local business so we're further you know just kind of localizing this and um i i can't be any more in love with that idea absolutely and more importantly the beer is still really good and the beer is so fantastic it's, it's not like you're just buying a shitty product because it's just it's made here you know it's, right it's, it's still a very tasty very good product yeah it's not buying a shitty white t-shirt because it was made in the usa right. like it's it's you know buying a fucking great beer because it's a great beer and oh yeah like you're also supporting local businesses throughout the state and they have a very intimate relationship with each other too you know right. the the is it main malt house or something yes. like that? I think it's, yeah they um the, the relationship they have with a lot of these breweries i mean and not just them but i mean the you know the, the many other uh, contributors as well um they have it's like a very family-like relationship they right. have they, they're all looking out for each uh, one another so which is nice 
I would be interested to see what this beer was like three years ago. Mm. Like, to just have, like, a before and after. Yes. I mean, you can never do that and, like, and maintain the integrity of the beer unless right. you actually had two bottles. But I I would guess that probably this beer has mellowed out, if anything. I would imagine so. Like, it's probably you know, lost some of that, that bite, you know what I mean? That, like... I, I and not to shit on the beer at all. I think I think it's it's just super smooth, and that's why I say that. You know, having having not ever had this beer before, I would say that this beer is probably smoother than I, it's, it's smoother than I would have anticipated. So I guess that's that's where I'm drawing my conclusion from. Right, and and I think one of the things that contributes to that too is it's not it's not carbonated. Like right. like there may be sure. a, a very I mean a minute amount of carbonation right. left. I mean, just enough to pretty much form the head. Yeah, there's no bubbles, like, you know, fizzling right. and, and attacking your tongue in any way. Right, but it's it's very still. Yeah. I'm going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> this beer, this is almost gone. I know, mine too. Like, like oh, my mouth is feeling tingling. This, <laughs> this is not a good sign. Like, it shouldn't be going down as easily as it is. Like, I feel like I should be like... Not choking it down, but like you know, once you once you get to that like very heavy, heavy some some beers get and they get heavy and high yeah. ABV like that, um, it gets to that point where it's you know you get towards the tail end of it like okay, I just got to finish this yeah and you know drink a couple glasses of water and I'll oh be okay. I, gotta, you know? I actually as I'm as I'm drinking it more like I'm 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 finding it. I already I already use the word smooth. I already described this as smooth, but like. For a stout that's ten percent, I'm really not finding that this is as heavy in body as mm. as I would have expected. I guess, um, like, you know, I don't feel like I just ate dessert. Um, like I said, my belly is pretty warm, but uh, <laughs> but no, like it's not. It's it really isn't making my mouth sticky. I made a joke about that earlier, but like it's not it's not like clogging up my taste buds or anything like that. Um. I remember a couple years back, I was working on an article for October, and I used to consult Tim a lot about my articles for October, because I always yielded to Tim, and I always knew that he knew more about beer than I did, so I, I would always ask for his advice, and I was getting ready to write this article about um, Halloween beers, I think it was something about Trick or Treat, and basically what I was trying to do was write uh, write something about beers that appeared to be something and were actually something else. And I was asking Tim about, you know, um, what I could be doing as far as like styles of beer that would, that would apply to this kind of concept, this article that I was writing. And he said, Hey, I got this fucking thing in my basement from like four years ago. Um, and it was a golden stout, um, do you remember? Stone put it out. It was a master of disguise. Master of disguise. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Master of disguise, golden stout. And it was in this same kind of ballpark, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12%, something like that. I, it, I think it was an Imperial Stout, Golden Stout, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was in a bomber. We just looked at the bottle a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like 22 ounces. Yeah, it was a 22 ounce bottle. And <clears throat> I just remember sitting down and writing this article, and I drank the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and I was so shit faced at the end of it that I, I had to go back the next day and kind of make sure that I didn't go. <laughs> Didn't go too nuts, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend drinking a beer like this all to yourself. Right, exactly. Exactly. All in all, that was a, that was a cool beer. I like the idea of, of those, those beers that don't look like, uh, like they should, I guess. Um, I actually had, 
actually had a friend of mine ask me earlier, what even is a black IPA? And that's kind of like a, it feels like it's a trend that's kind of not as popular now, maybe as it used to be a few years ago. Um, But that's a whole fucking rabbit hole of its own where like, it's not really an IPA at all because look at it, it's fucking black. Um, (laughs) A chocolate malt's amazing thing. (laughs) Right, yeah. So um, you end up with, Yes, it's a hoppy beer, but it could also be a fucking porter. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm, I'm really getting down there on this beer. Um, it's pretty much almost gone. And I'm still trying to kind of identify some of the flavor profiles here. Um, I just took a drink and just kind of let it sit at the front of my mouth a little bit. And I picked up, a, like, a lot of... Um, Almost like a molasses kind of kind of flavor, yeah. um, which now my mouth is sticky as fuck. <laughs> if you can probably hear it, <laughs> my fucking cheeks are stuck together. <laughs> but tasty nonetheless. Yeah, it definitely gives that little coating in your mouth. It seems like too, mm. your mouth gets a little, little coated. Yeah, you let it uh, let it hang around in there too long, and you're you got laffy taffy going on. <laughs> But what I like about this beer, too, is that a lot of times with the the bourbon barrel-aged scents, you can get that, too much of that bourbon. Absolutely. Like, like bourbon's good on a... You know, I like bourbon. Don't I'm, get me wrong. I do not. But... Oh, you don't at all. Mm, okay. So, that, so this is even... This is even more interesting than... No, this is great. Um, so you, you get just a touch of it. You yep. know? It's it's not too forward. Um, yep. You definitely get a lot of that the stout characteristics. Um, but that nice little... You know, bourbon yeah. flavor and a little bit of warmth from it. I mean, if you're if you're going to compare this um, to us, you know, basically a direct uh, replacement for it in uh, well, uh, KBS, right? Yeah. So absolutely, a, a, a bourbon uh, bourbon barrel aged stout. Um, KBS pretty much makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lot. It's a lot of bourbon. Yeah. Like there's so much bourbon flavor going on in there, yeah. and you know I. I appreciate all beer and, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not going to throw it out of bed, but, uh, I'm going to drink this 10 times out of 10 over a KBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, par- I'll acknowledge that probably most of that is the fact that I don't appreciate bourbon like a lot of people probably do. So, I mean, that's, it's just, it's just an individual taste thing. And, um, again, we're going to say this a million times, but that's what's awesome about, uh, craft beer and sharing a beer experience um, is that everybody gets their own opinion and nobody's wrong. That's so true. Very true. And this is definitely a beer that's for really anybody. That I mean, if you like stouts, you'll like it. If you like bourbon, you'll like it. You know, I mean, and just I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of limited release things anyway. It's the absolutely. It's the you know the the idea. I'll never get this again. Oh my god, I got to scoop right. this up, kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Uh, I kind of like with what, KBS like a couple right. years ago. Yeah. They, they would keep a couple on the on the table. You're like, oh my god, there's two left. And right. Then you buy one and they bring them up from, from yeah. along the table. <laughs> and I'm like, you yeah, there's a shitload of sons them. of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you are you a hoarder like I am? Like, are you going to hold on to this bottle and just look at it sometimes? Um, I that I probably will. Um, just I, I like you mentioned. Like, I really. I'm big into into the labels, and you know sometimes I find myself, oh, that's a flashy label. Obviously, yep. the beer's got to be good. I'm gonna try it, you know. Right. And sometimes it bites you. Sometimes you're you're pleasantly surprised. 
Um, but it's it's a very simple, simple label. Um, but it gets it gets a point across. It's very effective. Um, it looks very classy, you it know, does. for for a beer that uh, you know of this magnitude. Um, you know, Russian Imperial Stout, Agent of Bourbon Barrels. It's something that they they put a lot of time and effort into this. So um, to to have the label reflect how much time and effort went into it is nice. The color scheme's perfect for you know something with the word Russian on it. Um, <laughs> and off white as it may be, um, you know, white background with uh, you know black print. Um, you know, kind of main beer company esque. Uh, got that classy you know very simplistic look that i really really like so i'm i'm on board with that i I would be keeping that bottle if i were you very clean very clean like the beer it is it is neat it does have that little uh blurb about you know about nikita khrushchev on the side as well too so kind of a little history with it as well too you know so like you're learning while you're drinking (laughs) (laughs) you'll forget it don't worry (laughs) it's a side effect that's why i keep the bottles (laughs) (laughs) this is also why we uh, use untap because i can't fucking remember for the most part what i what i liked and didn't there's a lot of valuable information on that that and like uh beer advocate too you know for like People that are new to beer or may not know about, like, they do a lot, really, especially with Beer Advocate, they do a really good job with some of the users on there. Like, their palettes are so much more advanced yeah. than mine. Yeah. Um, they're picking up things that, you know, I may not be able to, you know, actually vocalize. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I, f- I remember that. Like, right. that's, ex- that, that's, what the, that's what that was kind I of know. thing, you know? I try to, I try to not do, like, I try to not, like, bias myself on the podcast. Like, I, I understand that I'm never going to be able to fully describe to you what a beer tastes like, but I'm also not, like, looking in in advance to see, like, what a beer is supposed to taste like, uh, you know, um, uh, in the eyes of somebody else. Um, because if you think about what somebody uh, is saying about a beer, you're going to taste it. And I don't think that's a bad thing in any way. Um, but I'm not here to be the utmost in beer authority. Like I do not have the most refined palate. That's not going to happen. Mostly we're here to just drink, have a good time and, you know, mostly be dipshits on the air. (laughs) Um, but you know, just, just enjoy it. Like have a good time. Um, there is, there, there is a lot of value in, um, those flavor profiles that you find on the sites like beer advocate and, and untapped. And I think there's there's a ton of value in that that sort of information, and it's super interesting that somebody can break down that kind of um, that kind of flavor profile and the complexity within uh, within a beer. Uh, I'm not that guy, <laughs> and I'm not either. A lot of times, I'm like, damn, that was a good beer. I'm yeah. gonna have another one. You know, it's usually like that's my rating scale. Like, yeah, will I drink it again, or am I not going? I don't think I've ever dumped a beer out. Um, Whoa, really? Never? Yeah, I. I there's it, been a couple times it's been very very close I don't know like for me it's I think it's equal parts like I paid money for this yeah. thing you All know right. so and then there are other parts where um, I know somebody put a lot of hard work into this you know and you know it's a great point it's they it obviously made it through some sort of processes where they agree that this beer was at least killer to somebody right. you know so um, 
I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not going to gift the rest of the beers away. Nice. <laughs> you know? well if somebody else pours it, on, that, that's on them. I did pour it out. <laughs> Here, take this wax burner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, <laughs> there it is. That's gone. Yep. No complaints from me. Um, it's definitely one of those beers you want to like rinse your glass out right away because I don't think you'll ever be able to get the glass clean because it was it like sticks to the sides of the glass. Yeah, that I think, much. I think it's already stained. I think so too. Um, <laughs> I. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Like, I, I'm gonna go at least four. If we're going, uh, you know, uh, zero to five on the untapped scale, at least four. Yeah, no, the, I, I would be if not four and a quarter. Yeah, I would. For me, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's because I've held on to it so long. I'm, I, I love space stuff. I'm kind of a space junkie. So the fact that it mirror like it brings that in as well too. I don't know. I'm, I'm closer to a four or five, but that's wow. that's me. I don't know. I, I, nice. I, I tend to I tend to rate pretty generously as well. So uh, yeah, I, you can't be wrong. There's no being wrong. I don't think that's a thing. And if somebody out there says they don't like it, well, they didn't have this one. So that's you know, true. <laughs> yeah, I had the best one ever. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what it is like. We we've already talked about the. Uh, you know, our obsession with labels and, like, the appearance of labels, but I have a weird, like, tactile thing with labels, mm-hmm. where, like, I'm just, I'm just touching this label right now. I'm just, like, <laughs> feeling it. I feel like I'm a fucking cat or something. Like, I'm just, like, I'm patting it. I'm about to knock it off the fucking table. Fucking <laughs> 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 cats. Um, <laughs> no, like, I, I don't know why, but, like, anything other than just, like, a, a f- smooth, like gloss label. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm all about it. Like I'm, I'm enamored. Especially where like you don't get that kind of label with a can, you know? No. So you get that smooth label, right. you know what I mean? It could be colorful as hell, but yep. you don't get that, you know, that, that tactile, you know, kind of, yeah, um, you know, just like a, with that. almost like rough, like matte sandpapery. Yeah. I don't know why that that's not appealing at all. Nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting. It's. I mean, it's just got to be because it's different, right? Yeah. No. And I. I, I mean, it does. It's. It's. It's like cardstock quality. Yeah. You know. But it's. You know. It's. It's. It's not normal. It's not typical. Right. You know. Um. You know. It, it's. It's expensive paper. You know. You could tell it's, it's expensive paper. So. Yeah. You know. And that's. That's. You know. Not to say. You know. Obviously, looking at a label is like judging a book by its cover, but right. you know they put a lot of money into that label. Yep. Chances are they're going to put a lot of a lot of effort and time and money into that beer too. So, um, I have a tendency to I like bottles. Um, I, I like cans for the stuff I drink on a daily basis, but bottles like that, uh, it's, it's it really feels neat. special. It does. Like, it feels like a special occasion to drink a bottle of beer at this yeah. point. And like <clears throat> Emery and I talked a little bit about that last time. Is like the di- um, as far as like the difference in packaging. Um, you know, regionally and over time, mm-hmm. um, because it, it really wasn't that long ago that here, uh, there were a lot more things in bottles. There were a lot more things in 12 ounce cans yeah. and basically now everything that, that you find, um, that's, you know, pretty local is in a 16 ounce can. Right. Like even down to the small guys, like, uh, like blank canvas now is doing 16 ounce cans. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, you go elsewhere. I, I mean, it's almost like back in time. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, it really is. Um, so there's almost like a nostalgic element uh, to to drinking out of a bottle, and especially a bottle like this. It just it looks special. 
you can tell it's like a special occasion beer. Yeah, for sure. Be- because of the fact that it, it is that smaller format. Yep. You know, I mean, it's also a 10% fucking stout. Right. So, I mean, obviously, you know, like, like, you know, I want a fucking liter of, you know, beer, please, uh, in no. this particular no. format. But, um, yeah, no, it's 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 special, you know? I'd be dead. <laughs> I would be so dead. I'd be dead if I drank a liter of that. Pumping my fucking stomach out. Fucking A. Yep. We both just drank like six ounce pours of that. Not even six ounce pours. Yeah, it's it's pretty rugged. It is, but it's perfect amount though. It was, yeah. You know, like if I had that at home and I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm just I'm gonna drink it. I would be I would feel forced to drink the whole thing, right? And then I wouldn't remember the next like couple right. days. And... Well, right. Or or like, what's your other option? Like, you're gonna put it back in the fridge, and like, there's gonna be no to it no. like it's just gonna be fucking collecting whatever the fuck's in your bridge yeah, I don't want like, that like what, what are you gonna do with it I know what do you people do with that <laughs> fucking A seriously have you ever done that no you've never done that no and I've never done that I don't think I've ever done that either I'm not gonna start no definitely not the one to start on just fucking collecting whatever like over over ripened fucking fruit bacteria in your fucking <laughs> fridge oh yeah that half but that fucking cut onion I have in there, it's like, thank God my beer tastes like that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forgot I opened that yogurt. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gross. That salmon that's sitting in the back that you totally forgot about. Ugh. That's amazing. No, but really, the beer tastes great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beers from Last Night podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back again with part two of this conversation with a uh, great friend of the podcast, Tim Mullen, next week. Thank you very much. 